Hi, I'm Greg, and I'm an alcoholic. Let's start with the absolute basics. Shortly, I'll read from the book Alcoholics Anonymous. These are known as the 12 Steps. Basic Non-Negotiables <clears throat> The 12 Steps as recorded in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous 1. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. 4. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. In the manner of Lectio Divina, that is, reading spiritually, mindfully, what jumped out to you while I read? A few things I noted. First, the steps are numbered. They are progressive. Step two requires the first. Three requires the first two, and so on. Next, the first word is we. Presumed is a fellowship of like-minded warriors in their battle. When I note the opposition to alcohol, and we are powerless in all our efforts to the extent that it has captured us in an unmanageable life, this seems especially significant since step two implies that a power greater than ourselves will restore our sanity. Thus, our addiction reigns stronger than us, and the God of our understanding might overcome that strong enemy and restore our sanity. This highlights our craziness. We must allow that unmanageability stands as evidence that all our efforts to release our addiction's influence have continually overwhelmed our willpower, 
even when we began with pure and noble intentions. I'm sure your thoughts noticed much more. During this short musical interlude, I offer opportunity for you to note these, at least internally, and perhaps write them somewhere. Turning now to some of my thoughts. Breathe deeply. Think clearly as I offer more. In step three, we made a decision. If three frogs are on a log and two of them decide to jump, how many frogs are still on the log? Of course, three. They haven't actually done anything yet. They haven't jumped. We offer our cat selves to the care of God as we understood him. Your conception of God surely is different from mine, and that's fine. We were searching and fearless as we examined our moral inventory. That is, those things that help define right from wrong. This implies personal honesty for if we feel we've never done anything wrong we're deceiving first ourselves and then everyone around us five implies confession it rids our minds and our hearts of those character defects that have managed us for so long. And again, it's the exact nature of our wrongs. Honesty first, honesty continuously. These defects we offer up to God, to our higher power, to that which alone can conquer alcohol in our lives and return us to a level of moral normalcy. Next, we were humble. We recognized our powerlessness again 
and we ask God to remove these shortcomings. Since our willpower, our thinking, our heartfelt efforts have failed us continuously. We listed those that we had harmed. Again, an honesty, an openness to allow God to remind us of those who need a salve provided by us. And we became willing to make amends to them all. Again, willingness is not action. It's a decision. But we're willing to take action and make amends. Direct amends, that is, spoken, written, texted. We're going to apologize to these people wherever possible. But we're going to do it with a gentle heart and a gentle spirit so that we don't injure them or others. Note also, it doesn't matter whether we injure ourselves. That's already been accomplished through the influence of our addiction. It's damaged us. And we can recognize that damage and allow it to flow over us again to influence an improvement in our spirits and our hearts. The scars are there already. We won't reopen the wounds completely, but we'll allow their injury, their pain, to help improve us. Prayer and meditation, just like we're doing now, We're going to seek conscious contact with God as we understand Him. And we're going to seek only knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Then we're going to be mindful of that personal inventory. We're going to recognize further character faults that have damaged us and we're going to promptly admit them. Further character faults that have injured others and we're going to apologize for it. iffy material then we're going to expect a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps many people fear or are agnostic toward the idea of spirit except then the 
the modification of our psyche, of that which is most internal to us. And then we're going to carry the message to other alcoholics, to addicts, and practice these principles in all our affairs. Those things that continually, mindfully remind us of our weakness, of our failure, of God's ability to overcome this. And we're going to carry it to God in prayer and meditation, trusting that the knowledge of His will and the power to influence our spirit will improve the moves we need to make. Good day. May God bless you and keep you, and until we meet again, hold you in the hollow of his hand. Amen.